You're listening to the Toolstation Western League podcast with Ian Knockholds and Tom Hiscott. Welcome, listeners, to episode 29 of the Toolstation Westernly podcast with me, Ian Knockholds. Now, given the current situation regarding the coronavirus, I'm sure it won't surprise you to know that um, I've put Tom into isolation. He won't be with us this week, but we are hoping to catch up with him in the weeks to come. I desperately hope that we will be able to keep bringing you a podcast even if we haven't got any current football to talk about we've still got quite a back catalogue of interviews and commentaries um, to bring you over these times and perhaps it's even more important than normal um, that we've actually got some football to reflect on and enjoy uh, before the actual season kicks off once again anyway for this week in particular we won't be following our usual format of interviews with managers and a discussion of of the league tables and goal scorers, we will instead be bringing you a special interview that I have done with George McCaffrey, the fixture secretary of the Toolstation Western League. Now, many of you have been keen, I know, to hear from George, particularly in light of the weather delays that we've been experiencing this season, and of course the league's efforts to get the Football Association to ex- to extend this season. Now that ship has well and truly sailed thanks to the coronavirus, but George still has plenty of interesting insight to give us on how the fixtures for this season were not only arrived at but also what efforts he's been making over the course of this campaign to try and manage the fixture schedule for our member clubs. Now we do come to that later on in the interview but of course it's really most important that we get an up-to-date assessment of where the Toolstation Western League is regarding the current suspension of football fixtures and and the advice given by the government and the Football Association concerning whether grassroots football can take place. So I start by asking George what the situation is today. Right, good morning and thank you for the opportunity to talk to uh, all the supporters out there for the Toolstation Western League. Currently, um, the league is suspended, so all fixtures for the rest of the season have been suspended and will be on full-time and on the website today. Um, The clubs were informed yesterday of this fact. Originally, um, I know that the plan was to reconvene uh, the fixture schedule with games starting back again on, on March the 28th, and there was a plan in place to do that, albeit that I know you hoped that the FA would have looked far more favourably on the proposal to extend the season than they had up to that point. But, um, I mean, in terms of the organisation of the, of the league's fixtures, what is, what is the plan at such a time in the future when, when, um, when these restrictions are lifted? As you're aware, we did have a severe case of fixture congestion. I don't think it's practical that once we're given the go-ahead to just resume those fixtures as they were, where we have teams playing Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, and in fact one team playing Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So I would like to uh, revisit the outstanding games and then look to restructure the fixtures to create a new fixture list and um, also prevent the likes. We've got an example where Cribs were due to play five games away and other clubs such as that where they've played four or five consecutive games at home or away and that's not ideal. So I'd like to try and spread that out as best as I can within the constraints that we're given by the FA because obviously we'll be told, right, you can resume the fixtures as of a certain date but then we may also have the constraint of but it must be finished by another date and so we need to fit it in within those and we know currently we had seven weeks of football left to play 
but you could double that because we were playing on Tuesday and when uh, Tuesday and Thursday for most clubs. So I'm looking at a potentially a 13-week period to get conventional one midweek, one Saturday game in um, to finish the season. Albeit that um, the, the final decision may well be taken out of your hands, your plan A at the moment is to see the current season completed in in some some way or another as the preference. Again, you mentioned that you know the, the decision may be um, may be taken away from you, but at the moment um, the plan is plan A is to try and get these fixtures completed in some form or another. Yeah, obviously it. It is dependent on those constraints that are placed upon us by the FA, by the governing body who say that, right, you can restart then, but it's got to be finished then. Or they may make the decision not to finish this season. We don't know. So everything is up in the air at the moment. But like lots of businesses, you've got to look at what options are out there, what's going to happen. And if we're suddenly told, oh, right, you can start again then, then at least we've got an idea of what we're going to do. And in terms of communication with the Football Association, what, what, what is the current status of that? We're still getting daily updates from the FA to the league and to the counties, and we get information from the counties as well. So we're just monitoring all that information, and if that affects our plans, we'll then publish and let people know how it's going to change what our plans are. Um, there has been some criticism of the time taken for the league to make the decision not to play fixtures on Saturday. Can, can you talk us through the events of Friday the 13th of March? Yes, like everybody, we all have um, things to do on a daily basis and we were all hit with the various news outlets and information that came out on Friday. Finally, um, with the email from the FA stating that as an autonomous league at our level, uh, they expect us to make any decisions regarding suspensions. So we were having meetings via telephones and emails as best as we could. And to be honest, we were going down the line of the National League of allowing the games to go ahead. But once we started to get input from various clubs regarding coronavirus problems um, we decided it was better to make the decision on a league basis than on a club by club basis and that's when the temporary suspension came in. Now the FA have been widely criticised for failing to take a lead on this situation particularly at the grassroots where their statement suggested that the leagues should take a decision themselves about whether games should go ahead. What, what support have the league had from the Football Association over this time? Regarding the coronavirus, we, we're getting daily updates from the FA, and I think they were surprised as much as anybody on Friday. Um, and we got the update advising us that it was we had the autonomy to suspend the games, and may I add, to extend the season to fit those games in. Um, and so, I can understand as a governing body, it's very difficult for them. Because even as a league ourselves, it was very difficult to get the relevant people on the telephone talking when everybody else wanted to speak to you. And it was very difficult to say, without being rude, excuse me, can I just hang up because I really need to speak to so-and-so and 
so I can understand how the FA have sort of had the problem of getting the people together to make that critical decision. We're aware that there are at least several meetings planned this week by the FA and we'll be getting regular updates and any change in that. As in our daily lives, with the information coming from the government, if there are any changes, then we will actually have to change the plans that we have in place at the moment. Do you think the FA could have done more? Certainly when people have a pop at me, say I could do more. It's easy for me to say, yes, of course they could do more. But without really understanding the pressures and concerns that they have to factor in. Um, For a Western League, could they have done more for us? You would like to say, yes, of course they could. But you've also got to have an understanding that they're not just looking at the Western League, they're looking at all of non-league football. From your sons and daughters, brothers and sisters who are playing from knee-high up to the age of 12 or 13, to the under-14, 15 academies, runs right the way through. So there's a lot of pressure on them regarding the safety and the opportunity for the children not just the semi-professional players, to get out there and play the game rather than sitting indoors. Now, under different circumstances, we might have been talking about whether this season would be extended because of the impact of the bad weather. Um, I know you've been in touch with the FA about getting an extension, and I believe they've consistently cited April the 25th as the end date for the season. Has their intransigence in terms of extending the season impacted on the league's thinking when you looked at suspending the fixture table? To be honest, no. Um, We just looked at the actual situation with regards to the virus. We we didn't see this as a get-out, although obviously it has partially alleviated that problem, but we still have an awful lot of games for certain clubs to play before the end of of whatever the season is when it finishes. Now, now much of what we, uh, much of football at our level, at steps five and six, of course, is defined by the pyramid, and there's been a great deal of talk this season about the pure pyramid. So, is it reasonable then to suspect that what we see being played out in the Premier Division, right at the very peak of professional football, is likely to cascade down the pyramid? Whatever decisions are taken at that level may well end up being templated almost across the rest of football. Yeah, whatever the Premier League or the Football League do, that will then cascade all the way down. Obviously, uh, running alongside the fixture congestion and the virus situation, we have the FA's template of establishing that pure pyramid. And so we've got the planned lateral movement of clubs through promotion, relegation as well um, to form that pure pyramid. Whether or not that will proceed, um, we haven't had any indication as yet. But uh, obviously when we get that information, we will then relay it out to the clubs to let them know. Now, I do want to ask you um, a question about your role of, of fixture secretary and, and, and how that uh, and how you and how you um, manage that. But just related specifically to the issue of the suspension of the Western League, Is there a point of no return, do you think, where the the length of the suspension means that actually there is no longer sufficient time for football fixtures to be factored in for this season and it it impacting on on next season? Now, that's perhaps a worst-case scenario, but I suppose that the pertinent question is, is there a point of no return? This suspension cannot go on indefinitely without 
impacting on, on well on next season? The simple answer is there is no answer to that. Um, we know that we've got seven weeks of fixtures still to play, but that's playing every Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. So if we want to resume our normal of Tuesday and Saturday, then we're looking at possibly three months of the of playing football to finish the season. And if that's the case, you only have to look. We can't afford to go much further before reinstating it. The problem is that none of us can imagine. And we can say, oh, well, it's going to impact on next season. Well, at the end of the day, does that matter? What happens if next season never happens? And this season lasts 18 months. You know, it's unprecedented. So we've all got opinions. And I think it's important that people have those opinions and talk about it. But it's people sat within the FA and the uh, Football League and the Premier League who are going to make these very serious decisions that are going to impact football right the way down through all grassroots football. So uh, it's that wait and see, unfortunately. Now, I know from um, certainly following the Western League on social media that the role of the fixture secretary, the league's fixture, fixture secretary, is a, is a hotly debated one. And under different circumstances, I'm sure um, we'd, be having, um, we'd be having a similar conversation about how you do your job. Um, but um, with the coronavirus situation, it seems that that's almost secondary now. Having discussed the suspension and, and the impact that the virus has had, I mean, under normal circumstances, what is the role of the, of the fixture secretary? My role is to... Um create a fixture list based on the number of clubs that we have for both the Premier Division and the First Division of the Tool Station Western League. That fixture list will be based around playing football on every Saturday in the season between the start at, in August until the end of April. I have guidance regarding local teams that play each other on Boxing Day and Easter Friday and the reverse fixtures. Um, and then a particular problem for the Tool Session Western League are various inputs from clubs regarding problems, like Wellington ground share with a cricket team so they can't play early season. Other teams have problems putting their lights up for the similar sort of reason. We have clubs that have um, galas or fates at their clubs and they can't have home games during those periods so I factor all these things in when we create the fixture list um, last season as an example we had the problem where Chipping Sobbery were added to our list so we went from 20 to 21 clubs and the fixture list had to be redone and that's no problem they were all the games were created once we have the fixture list for the season currently that is then handed to the clubs the clubs then have the opportunity, if they wish, to move fixtures. And what they have to do is get the agreement of both clubs involved, they inform me, and then I change it on full-time and inform everybody else. So the clubs have a role within the fixture lists. And it's interesting that um, I know one of the questions we'll talk about, possibly, is um, having more games earlier in the season um, well in the first division the only team to do that were Hengrove and they pulled two games forward um, but it's interesting to note that they're probably in the middle of the table regarding the number of games still to be played they haven't gained from that some of the Premier clubs did as well but to a lesser extent 
Um, but the opportunity is there. And I think clubs have to start to look at what is um, a bit parochial. You know, is it best for my club or is it best for, you know, for the league itself? And because if they don't get agreements, then, you know, we just have to leave it as it is. This season has been particularly difficult. You know, as you identified, the very bad weather. February's identified as the worst February on record, certainly in the southwest, for the amount of rainfall. Uh, you cannot predict uh, that sort of thing. So nobody is at fault for the fixture congestion that we received this year, but there are definitely things that we can learn from that. And, you know, certainly more communication between the clubs and myself about how we can do that. Are there other games that we can pull forward? And it's very easy when people sit back and go, oh, you know, let's have more midweek fixtures. What about the clubs who say, well, why are we playing so-and-so on a midweek when we want to play them on a Saturday when we'll get four times the number through the gate? Because at the end of the day, people through the gate means a lot to our clubs. And uh, that revenue keeps the clubs going. And so it's important. And then, of course, with the potential of the increased footprint next season, moving down into Devon and Cornwall um, for the Toolstation Western League, then some midweek fixtures will be unpalatable for our clubs um, because of the time it's going to take to travel. But what I have to say there is that the teams that we're talking about in Devon and Cornwall have to come up north every other week whereas one club only has to go down there once during the season. So all of these factors have to be considered when you produce the fixture list. And um, and it's a bit like the temporary suspension and the result of the decision that the FA make regarding the season. There's always going to be somebody who's upset. And uh, it's just trying to minimise that amount of upset, I think. I mean, it strikes me that one of the things that would probably be quite useful for your job is a crystal ball, and we can't really provide you with one of those things. But, I mean, obviously what we do know about next season, as you rightly say, is that there will be teams coming from Cornwall. And, of course, what we know about this season is that, that weather disruption can happen. So, albeit with the best will in the world, you could put in place a plan that would, in, that would ensure that longer trips have to take place on a Saturday... Yet, because of disruption, there is actually the potential for clubs playing at the Western League level that they could be faced with a very long midweek trip to somewhere like Devon or Cornwall. Yeah, and again, I think that's one of the um, the discussions that the clubs will have to have with the league prior to the AGM. And just to give some guidance on that, in that, you know, it may be that we can look at over a certain distance, it's unreasonable to expect a club to travel midweek and so would we as a league then step in and move that fixture to a Saturday and bump a local fixture to a midweek there are all sorts of options open um, but again it's what is it that the clubs want is the important factor here and then we can work within those parameters 
And how does that conversation between the leagues and the clubs manifest itself? I mean, you've mentioned the AGM, and of course many people will be familiar with the convention, but when it comes to talking to clubs, I mean, we're very conscious of the, of the supporter base, obviously, when it comes to the, um, the podcast, but from, from the league's point of view and from a formal conversation point of view, who is it you work with on a daily basis to manage, it, to manage the fixture situation that's, um, as we see it across the Western League? My point of contact at every club is the club secretary. Um, there are a few clubs where that's that is the chairman. He's the fixture secretary. He's the gate man. You know, it's like all things that um, a lot of clubs struggle getting the volunteers needed to um, to do this. And this the secretary at a tool station Western League club is an important role. Um, he is my point of contact. Any conversations, concerns they have, we'll exchange via email or on the phone. Virtually every day I'm talking to at least half a dozen club secretaries. Um, and I think that it's important. And I, certainly I, I, I've seen with some clubs, like the league, we've been poor in that communication. And I think that applies to clubs as well. And I think we've all got to develop and use the more modern methods of communicating to our supporters and getting the information out there and using the media that's available. Can I learn? Absolutely. Um, can I do things better? Yeah, of course I can. And um, certainly the fixture congestion has identified a, a few flaws and uh, certainly we can improve that for next season. And hopefully the opportunity to come and talk to the guys via the podcast will help. I mean, just picking up on one of those points, um, the, 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 in terms of the lessons learnt for next season, do you think that next season, if it was a normal season, should we say, we, obviously we don't know when it's going to start, but next season, are we looking, or are you looking at more midweek games earlier next season? If there's a need, then that's what we'll do. It, it is always difficult meeting all of the criteria that are put upon you. I'm aware already because we've got new club secretaries coming into the fray. And um, what I've had, I've seen conversations, because I get copied into emails between clubs, where they're saying perhaps we can actually schedule our game earlier in the season. And that's what the, the framework that we produce gives them the opportunity to do it. But it goes back to that parochial attitude both clubs have to agree and I think by doing that they can the buzzword is front load the season um, we're aware that other leagues have promoted the fact that they have front loaded their season to overcome um, a potential congestion but um, I think you'll find if you look closely that they are still suffering the way that we are because the weather has been so bad Another job, another saving. Brought to you by Toolstation. Is this all the receipts? Yes, boss. For everything we got from Toolstation? Yeah, why? I just thought we'd spend a lot more than this. I know. We got all the best brands too. Makita, Santex, Karcher, Nest. Top job, top saving. With over 15,000 trade quality products at prices that are hard to beat, we're here to save you on every job. Hard to beat. At Toolstation.com and all 340 branches. And my thanks to George McCaffrey for his time.
Now that really concludes this episode of the Toolstation Western Lead podcast. Next week we'll be returning to our interviews with Martin Cassidy, of course, the CEO of Ref Support. We were running a campaign to promote the work that match officials are doing, not only in the Western League, but of course beyond. And um, the full interview, the full interview with Martin will be broadcast on next week's podcast. So we do have something to bring you. And of course, if there is any further developments, either from the Football Association or from the government that impact upon Western League football, then I will be bringing you updates from authoritative sources on future podcasts as well. But from me, Ian Knockholds, You've been listening to the Toolstation Westernly podcast, and please stay safe. <laughs> <laughs>